Welcome to the Yellow Balloons podcast. The beginning of any new endeavor can be challenging. There are unique practices, new language, and so many questions about the way things are supposed to work. This newness can be tricky to navigate and sometimes downright frustrating. In this series, we'll focus on addressing questions that people who are new to Christianity or are just starting to engage with scripture might have. We hope these conversations will inspire and encourage you to more fully participate in the kingdom of God. There are few things in the Christian faith more misunderstood than tithing. Money has long been the source of manipulation and abuse by religious institutions. Yet the Bible is explicit that sharing the resources we have been blessed with is essential for living a meaningful life. In this episode, we will talk about how to tithe and how to think about tithing well. We will discuss three tenets of tithing and how they can alter our perspective from reluctant obligation to joyful obedience. So if you're talking about the will of God, there are a lot of specific questions that come up around the will of God. And especially for new Christians, one of the things that came up for Patty and I is you go to Sunday service at a church and there's always an opportunity to give money. It's mm-hmm. the word that's used often is tithe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to talk about what it means to tithe, but also I got to be honest, at first it's a little weird and uncomfortable. I'm going to church. That's where I'm supposed to worship the Lord and they want into my wallet, right? Mm-hmm. And it's like immediate and it's every church in, in a different way. And, and it feels strange at first. I have to admit after years now, I like it. I want to give, I feel good mm-hmm. about giving. But at first, it's just kind of a weird thing. So can you talk about tithing and the the role of tithing and being a Christian? You bet. So um, the the word tithe means tenth. Okay. That's all it means is tenth. It comes from the Old Testament. And um, God set up a covenant with Israel. I'm the superior king. You're the people. Uh, Unlike the suzerain vassal treaties, they call them, of that ancient day, which was usually a superior king and an inferior king, and the people were like property. God made it with the people as, as his uh, self-governing nation, with all the people, which very much broke the mold. And, and then he says, you're like my wife. And, it, and the uh, Sinai is looked at as, by the Jews as a marriage ceremony, which I think it was. Uh, and so uh, in that law, he set up a taxation system, all voluntary. So the rules are voluntary, like I'm giving you the path that's for your best interest. You can follow it or not. I'm going to tell you what the consequences are. So completely self-governing structure. So was the uh, giving. It was self-governing. It was uh, you, you, you have a, 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 a volunteer to do that. Right. And there were three different tenths. That were or that were given. One was when you give every year a tenth of your produce. There were ag- it was an agricultural economy, so it was really more of a it was really more of a uh, we would think of it as a sales tax or mm-hmm. a severance tax. Uh, hundred cattle, you give ten head. You of give ten, yeah. So as a produce, if you had a hundred calves, you'd give ten of the calves, type of thing. Um, and so. Uh, you, you, there, were, there, were, there were three of them. One was you give it to the Levites because they didn't have a land allocation. They were not given. So you got an extra 10% land that the Levites didn't get. And the Levites were the priestly 
They're the priests and the and the ones that did actually the corporate worship stuff right. with the tabernacle and all that sort of thing. And we talked about this. The corporate worship stuff has a long tradition and it's mm -hmm. very important. It's mm -hmm. very important to do the big gathering type things. Right. And that's what that was to support. And that was part of the national identity. Who are we as a people? So when you go to the big gathering as a part of who are we as a people, that's actually, yeah. I think, a very important thing. The actual church, like equipping stuff, happens in smaller groups. And in Israel, it was the big festivals and the families. Okay. So you support the Levites. That was one-tenth. So it's very similar to giving to the church now. Very similar. Okay. Then there was another tenth that was to be given, a second tenth. So now you're up to 20%. The second tenth was you're supposed to take it to the festivals and use it to celebrate with your friends and families. It was kind of interesting. Like, so this is to set aside for holidays. It's a potluck. It was potluck. Well, bigger than potluck, these festivals would last weeks. Right. So it was more So you're like, going to feed a whole bunch of other people. Well, but everybody's doing it. Right. Everybody's They're going to feed you, you're going to yeah, feed them. Yeah, and it's, yeah it's, it's more like, I would think it more like Christmas holidays. Right. Where there's presents and big festivals and stuff right. like that. that. So part of it is for you, together with your friends, to fellowship in and around the nation, celebrating right. who you are as a people and celebrating this, um, this gathering. And part of that is they would sacrifice these things to, to God and then barbecue it and eat it, share part with the, with the Levites, okay? So that's the second tenth. And then the third tenth was given once every seven years. It was uh, every third year, but uh, as I understand it from some of my friends, the, the seventh year was the, the Sabbath year, and you skipped that. So it was every three years, not even. So once every seven years, right. you would set aside uh, the, one of those tenths to give to the poor, and so and I and I can't remember how that works. Maybe it was the the celebration tenth. Instead of celebrating mm -hmm. with your friends, you would give it to the poor. I, I don't actually remember which tenth it was, but that that was a that was one of the principles. So it was uh, it was support these people who are who are um, doing the ministry of God, and then it was uh, celebrate, and then it was uh, care for the poor. Right. All right, and it, part of this was national. Part of it was uh, was sort of church. So that's the principle. Now in the New Testament, uh, the tithe is never commanded. It's mentioned usually in a negative sense. Like Jesus said to the Pharisees, "You guys tithe like uh, you know mint seeds. You, know, you take all your poppy seeds out and count them up, and then take ten percent off, like you know straining gnats, and you don't." And you don't, uh, and you don't, but you don't follow the main point, which is love your neighbor and give mercy right. and justice. Like, uh, I don't care about the ten poppy seeds. I care about mercy and justice. Okay, so that that's usually where it's talked, and it's actually that's not a principle that carries in the New Testament. The principle in the New Testament is not ten percent; it's a hundred percent. Okay, so what what the principle in the New Testament is stewardship. 100% of what we have is God's. And if you really want all there is to get out of life, be like the rich young ruler if he would have said yes. Right. Give everything to God. And, and, what, and by doing that, it is take everything you have and manage it for him as a great steward. Okay. okay. 
And now the principle of, well, what part of that do I give to others is however much you want to turn into eternal blessings. If you don't want any eternal blessings, don't give any. If you don't want massive amount of returns in your spiritual IRA, don't give any. Just do zero, and then you'll get nothing. And if you want to be incredibly rich in eternity, then be really generous because God loves a cheerful giver. And I'll read it right here out of uh, 2 Corinthians 9, 6. But this I say, he who sows sparingly, so you put a few seeds in, will reap sparingly. So you plant a little, you get a little, right? He who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. And he's talking about here about generous giving. And he said, so let each one gives as he purposes in his heart, not grudgingly or of a necessity. God doesn't need your money. He's plenty rich. Uh, And he doesn't want money if you don't want to give it. Okay, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound toward you that you, always having all sufficiency in all things, have abundance for every good work. So if God finds a great conduit that loves to give, he's likely to say, I'm going to start shoveling the resources into that. Right. So if you say, oh, I'm going to give so I can get rich and spend it on myself, that, that's right. not what he's talking about. But if he finds a good steward, what do you do when you find somebody that's really good at managing something? Give him more to manage. More, more to manage, right? And that's what this is saying. Like, I give more to manage. Now, um, what, does, what does that talk about? Well, this is talking about money, but that principle applies to everything. Right. Yeah, one of the things that I, I can't remember, I think this was an article or something that I read where they had done some interviews with, like, just... Uh, children of wealthy parents who kind of inherited money and they followed them into adulthood and stuff and and asked a lot of questions and and the the study showed that like uh, basically half of them were just basket cases and the other half were were very like well-adjusted productive members of and so they they backtracked and looked at their research to see like what the difference was and you know without discrepancy it was uh, the ones that were doing well were the ones whose parents uh, talked about money as a resource, an opportunity to help others. And the ones who were kind of had fallen off the rails were, this is something we need to hoard and we need right. to protect and that we're afraid of, of losing and we need to do whatever we can to make sure we keep in the family, make sure we keep in the bank account. And that was really huge for me to discover because it helped me to think about our apartment, the space that we have in New York, we've got someone standing there right now. Um, the, you know, the, like, I get tickets to sporting events, and it's like, how do I use that to invite uh, friends of mine to have some, like, fellowship together uh, at that event? Or when sometimes I give them away to our college students just as a way to help them get away from campus. And, and so it just, like, reorient my mind to thinking, like, oh, I'm supposed I'm so like begrudgingly, I got to hand over 10% of my check to the you know church that meets on Sunday morning versus how do I steward everything that we have in our lives in a way that's intentionally trying to elevate the kingdom of God. Thanks for listening to the Yellow Balloons podcast. If you want more information on adopting a God-centered perspective, visit our website at yellowballoons.net. And if you have any questions related to what you just heard, we would love to hear from you. 
please email us at contact at yellowballoons.net. Thanks for listening.